Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 507 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. Tonight is our deep dive episode. I want to thank you for tuning in for our deep dive episode. We always love these. They're potentially the most educational and potentially the most fun. So let's see how that goes. But before we get into the topic and our guest for tonight, I'll go ahead and introduce myself. I'm Russ K5TUX, Cheryl W5MOO, has decided to sit this one out. And we also have Bill, NE4RD. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, kind of twisted that up, so there was no real cue. So yeah, that's okay. So as I mentioned just a minute ago, we do have a guest tonight for our topic because our topic is one of his software packages, the one that I'm gathering he's putting most of his efforts into right now, and uh, we'll find out a little bit more about that later. But please welcome in Mike K6GTE, who has. Uh, Done a lot of coding. He's he's always coding, and I think that's actually part of his Discord. So, good evening, Mike. How are you doing? Fabulous. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? Well, I can't complain, I guess. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the evening goes. Uh, I do have whiskey in front of me, and uh, it is sort of later in the evening when we're recording this than usual. And uh, I hope that adds up to um, a good night. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to uh, to start partaking of this, and I'm going to let Bill start the interview because he's been in touch with you more than I have uh, since since our little uh, parlay into the Winter Field Day logger. And uh, but we're going to we're going to talk about uh, some other stuff first. So, Bill, let's let's see how uh, how you do at the interviewing thing. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, let's uh, let's kind of tee it off. Let's uh, let's kind of remind ourselves um, a little bit about uh, the last time you were on the show. Uh, you were here talking about uh, another fine logging product, and that, of course, is Winter Field Day Logger. And uh, geez, we just had Winter Field Day what uh, four or five months ago now. So uh, so uh, how has that uh, developed since uh, since the last time we spoke to? you about that well it's all doing wonderful you know i'm working on it and finding bugs and fixing bugs and putting stuff in so the time right now is divided in between uh, the actual field day logger and the n1mm because some reason the interest that's kicked up on the field day logger as you can (laughs) imagine why so yeah i see a lot of uh, oh good (laughs) i was just saying i got a, a recent uh coverage of stuff and people have been submitting all kinds of feature requests and everything so keeping me hopping always a busy man yeah i was uh i was going through uh your your github repos 
And of course, you have uh, well, forty-one. Some of them are forks, so I guess those don't really count, right? But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, quite a few here that have just been updated recently, including the uh, Field Day server, which is your uh, your logging aggregator for uh, Field Day Logger. Uh, I think among other applications, I think that handles several other uh, other uh, UDP messages from uh, like N1MM and uh, what's the other one, Log for Old Man or something like that. It it, it primarily just it does exactly what it says. It just aggregates the the um, the context from each uh, field day logger instance and passes you know chat messages and whatnot and notifies people when they're on the their conflicting uh, ands and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you had you another app in there that that was doing an aggregation of other loggers. That's that's probably what I was confusing it with. Yeah, yeah. There's one for the field day one, one for the, the uh, winter field day. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So the, the latest updates are on the field day server, the field day logger, of course, because that's yeah, what a couple weeks. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> And then our other good friend that uh, we'll be talking about here shortly, which of course is not one MM. And then uh, you have some other apps here I see for uh, Poda. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about these uh, two little Poda apps that I I see you have. I, I had one called uh, Potato because Poda anyway said Poda's part of Potato, so I had a Potato thing. It was just a simple, um, you know, pull in the the feed from the Poda side and you click on it and it tunes your radio and whatnot. Then I made another one based off of that one that has maps, and it you click on the the, the put a spot, and it'll fill in uh, everything you need for a contact. All you have to do is change like the you know the five nine nine or five nine, you know, <laughs> whatever it actually is, and then click log, and it creates an ADIF log for you, and you just merge it in when you're done. It's basically for hunters. <laughs> Sorry, I just, just like choked myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cut that out in the edit, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so, uh, which one is the active one? So, is it potato or augratin? Um, augratin. Yeah, it's augratin. Oh, okay. Because the potato, I think, has the most recent update. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And you have some other utilities in there. Looks like uh, stuff that you've probably used to build your loggers with, including stuff for Morse code, some device connection stuff, as well as some file oh, yeah. parsing. Yeah. yeah, I have one for uh, like, you know, when you plug in a serial device and you don't quite know what the serial device ended up being, this will, it'll just automatically tell you like, oh, you plugged in something. Oh, it's, you know, ACM zero or whatever it happened to end up as. So you don't, you don't have to, you know, ls you know dev serial you know it'll just tell you what your device is so you can go ahead and use it yeah probably simplifies uh yeah the, the application from using that as well i, I was noticing i i just uh i just uh updated my uh not one mm <laughs> and i'm missing libraries now oh is big city logger i think the big city parser i think i added that recently yeah yeah it was the big city one or not not cty yeah not cty parser and uh what was the other one it's complaining about now? yeah oh the not one mm lib version test for some reason so oh it added but that. I, remember... oh, I should add that to the git ignore then <laughs> i just did a git pull i shouldn't have done that right before the show that way i could bring it up i was running on five uh what was it was it 23 518 and now i'm at uh at 2362 so <laughs> well since yeah, we're into into well. not one mm let's talk a little bit about uh uh the the reason behind it the inspiration and uh and kind of uh what the what the direction is for it yeah yeah so um i've you know, we don't have a lot of nice things. Uh, we're kind of like, 
you, you kind of feel like you're the second class kind of person because everybody develops, you know, for the highest target available and, you know, like it, which is windows. So, um, you feel kind of like, Oh, we're kind of left out. So, and, and I didn't want to run wine and jump through hoops and do all that fun stuff to run not one MM or N one MM. So I figured I'd throw my hand in there and see what I could do about it. And so we wouldn't have to do all that crap or stuff. I'm sorry. I can you cuss on this show? Sure. You can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We have a, we right. have an explicit tag on our show. So <laughs> excellent. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, wine is kind of, you know, eh. so I figured, well, we can get a native client and, and, uh, open source it. And in case I die, somebody else can take it and run with it. And, do good things with it because you know like there's a lot of applications out there where you know they it comes to a great state and then the person dies or, or they 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 just give away the binary but not the source code and the the binary is built against some li- library that will eventually die and then the application becomes useless and oh, i mean open source is important so that's why i did it yeah and let's uh let's remind people exactly because you know some people don't don't really know what n1mm is so uh maybe we should uh, <laughs> expand a little context here around what this product is and it uh it is a contest logger for our good friend radio sport and uh as uh as your github readme says here uh the uh not 1mm's interface is a blatant ripoff of n1mm it is not n1mm and any problem you have with this software should in no way reflect on their software i love that that's so funny <laughs> yeah yeah well you know it's like the the most obvious thing when they when they when you launch it up you go oh, it kind of looks like that you go yeah kind of does there's a reason for that so you know and then uh you you just want to dispel any any misunderstandings or you know anything that can come about from that thing oh you're trying to do this and that and then no it's nothing like it just just two different things move on (laughs) it just happens to have a very functional user interface that happens to be very similar (laughs) yeah 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 i wanted i wanted to be like like if somebody um was coming from a windows environment and was used to the op the the program that it wouldn't be like so alien to them you know they could pick it up and start using it yeah and as you said before it's uh this is kind of the area that uh you know we've definitely kind of been left out in the cold uh for uh for decent yes. contest logging software so yeah 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 and i i myself am, am not a contester so I, i'm doing my best so <laughs> so if uh, anybody happens to use it and they are uh you know in the wall contester let me know what i'm missing because i'm sure there's some glaring things that are missing that should be there and i, I welcome suggestions of all types Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, underlying technology for those that aren't uh, real familiar with the application. Uh, so why don't you talk a little bit about the license and uh, the the actual uh, language used to program in and the maybe the UI toolkit? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, written in Python. It's uh, GPL3 um, and it uses a cute library. I, I kind of wanted to do uh, no, but eh, it's it, uh, the the bar i mean the getting to gnome from python is kind of not great it's not a first class language for them or gtk4 uh so but the the cute bindings are all there and they they all work great it's not the greatest library to choose from because the cute itself is not open source but the 
you know, you, you take what you can get. I mean, KDE uses it, so KDE uses it. It should be okay. So, um, uh, but uh, uses uh, UDP trafficking um, between um, like like the the band um, the band map and the logging window, the actual list of logged contacts. Uh, there's UDP traffic in between you know, the three applications, and then um, if you um, it sends out right now, it sends out um, N1MM um, packets like. Uh, uh, whenever you get a, a contact or um, delete a contact and you know change contact, all that all that context stuff, it, it sends the UDP packets out to the or that N1MM should understand. <laughs> uh, I myself don't use N1MM, so I'm basing it on um, their documentation, which is not always the best documentation because you you look on their site and it, they'll give you like the XML output. And it says it should be this, but then in practice, it, it's something completely different. But um, um, the um, like the Node Red dashboard that uh, Kyle makes, um, it it does it posts up there, and it all looks normal. So thought about making it so it would be a drop-in, so you could show up at an event with other people running in one mm and have the client work normal <laughs> within their environment, but. I don't know about that because on the N1MM site, it says, oh, you know, the client needs to be the same version and whatnot. So I don't know what checks they have on their side. And they're not completely open with uh, or at all with um, the changes they make or, you know, they don't say, oh, we've added a, a database table, you know, <laughs> a column to the table. And they don't tell you that because it's all in. You don't need to know that normally. So they don't expect um, somebody to be doing what I'm doing, I'm assuming. So yeah, we'll see how it works out. Um, I would hate to have, um, you know, somebody show up and um, it does bad things to their environment, which I, you know, I, I personally don't have an environment to test in because I don't run any Windows machine since like 98. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, that'll be just like every other ham's computer, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Run an old version of Windows. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, you kind of mentioned that uh, you you've been deep diving into um, some of their uh, their their documentation and possibly forums and stuff like that. Have you had any interactions with the uh, N1MM development team at all? Uh, queries, questions, <laughs> answers? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what actually, well, I mean, I, I don't really have a reason to talk to them because I, I get, well, heard things, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it may not well, be see, like, I'll, I'll go ahead and preface this. I, I've, I've, we've heard from uh, Tom. <laughs> uh-huh. That uh, there was a question asked about parsing certain contest entries, and that's what uh-huh. I was. Uh, I was. I was wondering if that actually communication actually exists, or Tom was uh, uh, making that up. <laughs> uh, it it wasn't for me. If that's what it was, <laughs> so, I don't know. I I just um I when I was looking at the Node Red stuff, uh, um, checked their packets, and the N1M side said, "Oh, when you update." Uh, contact it, it does a delete and then an update and i'm like okay that's kind of odd but we'll go with it we'll go with the doc says and i'm looking at the the node red stuff and it doesn't do that at all and they confirm that no it, it doesn't do that at all okay you know so i've uh i've, I've run um windows uh 10 inside of a, a vm um and run you know n1mm on it and threw a sniffer on there and you get what package you can out of it and 
you kind of guess what the black box is doing that you can't tell what's inside based on what you can see from the outside. So, yeah, uh, they, but they, they don't readily update their, their documentation often. So, no, but that, that's, that's closed source and open source stuff. That's one of the banes of, of software is like the, the documentation is never where it should be. So it's just how it is. Well, <laughs> you live with it, move on. It's not like you get a dev kit with the product or anything else like that. So it's not like you're right. everything yeah, is yeah, kind of yeah. strapped on to everything that kind of leaks leaks from the outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a black box and you just you just see what comes out of it. You see what goes into it and what comes out and you kind of guess what goes on in you know in the middle. So I'm I'm sure they, they have a great dev team. I don't know how many people work on that. Must be a lot, but yeah I'm, I'm sure it's i'm sure it's more than one yes <laughs> i heard somewhere in the yeah. neighborhood of like eight to 12 or something like that contributors yeah. and, and stuff like that so yeah um, I, I can imagine it, it's a big project <laughs> yeah yeah and i've been i've been involved in many of those bigger windowies type projects and yeah the, it does take quite a few to maintain everything <laughs> yep 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 <laughs> It's uh, pretty weird. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the application now that we kind of talked about the gory bits first. Um, obviously, when people first, well, let, let's talk about how do how do people actually get this uh, with ease? I, I just I just cloned the GitHub repo, <laughs> and I'm sure that's not the recommended way. Yeah. But like, there's other no, ways no. of getting this in there. Yeah, yeah. The the easiest way is um, basically pip installing it. So pip install not one mm. Or pipx. So pipx is probably better, uh, but I just put pip on there because half the people don't have pip and nobody has pipx. But pipx <laughs> is probably the best way to do it because it, you know, it creates a virtual environment for it and everything. But uh, it could be as easy as you know installing pip on your, you know, your distribution, and then just go pip install not one mm, and it'll pull everything in. Um, you might have like a uh, you might want to install um, the cute libraries um, through either apt or, or DNF before you do, because it'll the, the uh, cute library it pulls down through pip may not be compatible with what you have. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what, the, uh, what version of pip is it looking for? Or sorry, not pip, cute. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I think it's like five dot, what, 14? Okay, so the five X series, 13? so the five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't and uh, what it. version of Python should people be like running? It'll work. Yeah, it'll work with three nine. Um, so I I had it pinned at three ten, but that's because I was being lazy and I didn't want to test if it worked with three nine. But I backed it down, you know, the requirement down to three nine, and so somebody could test it on a Pi, and it worked fine on a Pi with three nine. So we're we're saying three nine, <laughs> unless three somebody nine. says different. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking, what does the LTS come with? I think the LTS still has 3.8, doesn't it? 20. No, I think it's 3.9. Is it 3.9 too? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. just wasn't sure. I'm running 3.11, so <laughs> my machine. Yeah, but. so my. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <laughs> it is slightly different. There are some other random things that you run into, and I'm sure you've seen that too, if you do a lot of Python yeah, yeah. development. There's <laughs> some, yeah, some deprecations I mean, in libraries between versions of Python. Right, or or they add a new thing to Python, and you you start using the new thing, and yeah. you forget about everybody who doesn't have it yet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there's no binaries out for this, but like people in the Linux world shouldn't worry about that, right? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 It's a it, it. There's no binaries. No. I could 
I could probably do a Pi installer thing and make a binary, but why? <laughs> I'd be building binaries for everything, like a binary for Ubuntu and a binary for Fedora and a binary for the Pi. And, nah, just pip install it and because it's it's just a script. So, you know, there, there's no there's no, you know, lib, libc bindings that it has to a specific version has to run on or anything. Yeah, and there's Much an easier AZR package for the Arch people. So, <laughs> right to yeah, your yeah, GitHub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that's nice. Yeah. I didn't even think about doing that. Yeah. So, uh, so once you get it installed, you, it creates a, uh, well, most likely if you have a UI system, <laughs> it can make it a menu. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, if you uh, just, uh, you know, hit your start and then you, you would see the, the not M1MM as your uh, your option, and it loads up, and it looks like a very familiar uh, interface. And uh, I think yeah, when yeah, it first yeah. pops up, it asks you to uh, do the configuration. Is that the is that true? I can't remember now. Yeah, it, it asks you about your station, and you know, and like your grid square, and your uh, your ARL section, and your you know, your your um, the station uh, call sign, and all that stuff. It's all straightforward. What's your what's your name? What's your email? Um, I, I don't capture any of that. It's just for the the, the Brillo file. I, I don't Absolutely. have any like telemetry or anything going on. That I could care less about all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you have the source code, so you can uh, you can inspect it yourself, right? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So uh, uh, other than uses, that, what it, kind of database does it use? Uh, SQLite. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's just everything has SQLite, and you don't need passwords or permissions or anything like that. And I figure. Um, Security is really not an issue because you're the only one that's using it, and you can only you can hack yourself all you want. So you know it doesn't matter. So SQLite's a a good solid uh, platform to go on. Like uh, you could have less problems. Like um, a CQR log has. Like every time you try to load that thing up, it you know it's like Maria Divino. <laughs> it's just simpler. And, if you want to start over, you just erase the file and off you go, you know. Yeah, so that is one one slight difference with this is that uh, I believe with N1MM, you can create a new database file to make sub-databases in within the UI. And I think you don't have that, do you? No, yeah, you do. You They, okay. they do the, pretty much the exact same thing I do. So okay. you can have you can have one database and you could fill it. You could keep that one database, and, and every time there's a new contest, you create a new contest and run your contest and tell it which one you want to run. Or you can create a, a database for each and every contest, or you can create a database just for field day stuff and do the field day on just the field day ones. And it's all up to you. you know, which so it's one exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not not having mine running right now is the uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> winging it from the uh, website here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so when you have to uh, so if you if you save a contact or sorry save a contest, you close the app, you come back in, you just open the contest as usual. So it works exactly yeah, yeah, it, the same. It yeah, it remembers the last one you were using, loads that automatically. If you want to change it to one that was previous, or you want to look back on something you previously did, you just open the contest. You file open contest and it'll show you all the contests in the database and you pick whatever one you want to look at or operate on. Excellent. So within the context of the configuration settings, this is where we get into all the things that your application can talk to, which uh, looks uh -huh. like it can talk to lots of things right now. So uh, so <laughs> the lookup options, I guess that's for your call sign lookups. That goes to what, QRZ, uh, HAMQTH, and HAMDB? 
Yeah, there's one of the three that it doesn't do. I, I think HamDB, the one that doesn't require a username and password, that one it doesn't do. I don't remember why. Because <laughs> <laughs> my field day loggers use it and everything. So I say, oh, I know why. Because usually um, it's a contest logger and you're usually contacting people from other countries and everything. And yeah. HamDB doesn't quite do a lot. They they do like, you know, U.S., Canada. Yeah, North America, Australia. basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't do a lot of European or or anything else. So I figured well, it's not that useful. <laughs> so do you have so. also a way to connect to the sound card? Is that to do um, audio audio messages? Yeah. So this this programs my first foray into audio with Python, which you know we'll see if it works great. <laughs> but um, uh, basically you you um, have you know function keys and you press function key and then it'll you, you can record things and have it play through your radio and, you know, over the air. So that's one thing. If you use this, you're going to want to record your own stuff because it's all in my voice and I'm an idiot. You know, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to sound like me on the contest, but you know, it'll, it'll do, um, it'll, it'll transcribe. Like if you, I get like one of the things is, you know, send who the contact is. And like, if it's Russ, you know, it'll say his call sign. Uh, phonetically because there, there's phonetic files for every letter uh, so you're gonna have to record all that stuff and uh, you know normalize it and all that stuff so, so the levels are all right good luck <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, i remember i remember doing that once <laughs> and i was like yeah, i'm never ever doing this yeah, again right i had that feeling when i first made it i'm like oh this, i don't want to do this again so everybody gets my voice. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> That's why most people just like copy the last part of the the contact. If they're doing a serial number, they'll do that by hand or by you know regular voice. <laughs> and they'll just yeah, say, yeah, 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 yeah. and you'll hear the recording kick in five nine nine, you know, alpha. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna put um, like I, I primarily wrote this for me, and everybody can use it. Great, but primarily I wrote it for me, so. I have an ICOM uh, 7300, just like half of America does. So um, I'm going to add where you can, um, you know, send the, the voice messages that are in the radio itself, as opposed to, you know, <laughs> as opposed to my ugly voice. You can say, you can record your stuff on the on the um, on the radio and play the messages from the memories on the the, um, the radio. But that won't help you much. You can like um, that won't help you much with the the phonetic stuff and the number stuff. So you'd have to still do that. Sorry. Yeah, that has it's kind of like the longer form. I think you only get like yeah. so many of those messages and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. But you can so do the ca- whole CQ. You're called blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. You get the burn CQ CQ. Um, so the cat control. So it looks like you got several options here as well. I mean, we're really familiar with obviously rig control D and FL rig. That looks like uh, the way to go. And uh, you have direct bindings as well as obviously hitting the TCP ports and stuff like that for it. Yeah, yeah, and. uh Oddly, uh, somebody's been like on the Agraton program. Somebody's been adding the um, Omni Rig stuff to it. Oh. I can't test it, so. <laughs> but you know, hey, if you want to run this around, I can't imagine why. <laughs> much better stuff to run, <laughs> but we may add wow. that just for funds, shits and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> so we also have a CW keyer interface. So I'm assuming this works with like a wind keyer or USB key or maybe even your rig if it has like a built-in keyer or something like that. Um, yeah, so these, these software with, actuated. Uh, yeah, it works with wind keyer. Oh, 
Um, well, okay. It it runs with Wink here. If you run one of my other programs, uh, Pi Win Serial or whatever I called it, it it's in my repos. You can get it. But um, yeah, I wrote a program that talks with Wink here, and you can send it like XML RCP commands to you know change speed and send characters and whatnot. Anyways, uh, you run that, and um, you can send it commands, and it'll spit out the CW, or it'll do the, the CW daemon. In case you, because that does, there's a version of CW Damon that uh, talks to Wind Cure as well. So you can yeah. use either of those. So. Yeah. So if you already have that set up for like an existing station logger or whatever, then you know, obviously you can just use that. That's pretty cool. Yep. 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 So you also have a cluster connection. So you can uh, get your spots. That's pretty standard, I suppose. Uh, yeah. yeah. Else here? Is yeah. there anything else here that's neat? A group? What's the group thing? Group, group. Um, oh, that's going to be the. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Honestly, it's default AR right cluster server port <laughs> used for the band map window. Uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I just ported a library over from one of my other programs. I and I disabled it, so it may not. It may or may not show up as an actual useful thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the like the the band map thing, and you can you can type like a partial call into the the call field, like. Uh, like if you see something in the band map appear and it'll say like, you know, uh, PJ two T five or, you know, whatever you could type a partial call and then you press control G and it'll jump to that call in the band map and it'll tune your radio and all that good stuff. And you can use the arrow keys to jump up and down the, the band map to the next call. So you can work, you know, if you're searching and pausing, you can go down the list and hit each one and, all that good stuff. So you have the the band map already built as well. So as you type yeah. in calls and work them, they they're on your band map. So that's a separate little window that pops up in N one mm, and I'm supposing not one mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you, and also, you if you type you in, if you type in a partial and don't work them, and you rotate away, does it continue to save that as well, or no. does it only save the worked ones? You should put in a feature request for that. <laughs> <laughs> Because there'll be like I'm a QRP guy, so it's like I'll put in call yeah. signs, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. have to come back to this one, and then I'll rotate away, and then and as I'm searching and pouncing, um, yeah, yeah, because they, they could be like 30 people on them, and you're just like, yeah, I'll just wait till it calms down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's N1MM does that. So, <clears throat> but uh, I could be wrong, but that would be Maybe. an awesome feature. <laughs> yeah. put, put that in there. I'll I'll do it. I'll make it happen. <laughs> This is great. This is great. <laughs> Get it all working for me. <laughs> now the well, uh, yeah. the one thing that I know we've talked about in the past is that uh, is RIDI, and and it's not quite uh, not quite yeah. there for uh, interacting no. with some kind of RIDI app, is it? Yeah, because like I said, I, I wrote this for me, <laughs> and I, I I don't do RIDI, so RIDI's not there. So, yeah, um, so sad. I, PR request, you know, PRs are gladly accepted. So <laughs> make a pull request. It'll be there. I know we uh, we talked about that uh, MMTTY thing, and you had yeah, said that it, you said it was open source because you said the license was an open source license, but uh, you know, yeah, one could find the source. I think, it, I think it's written in Pascal or something that nobody's going to oh, compile God. ever again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, a yeah. K2CQR compile it for us. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. I had I had somebody contact me, and they wanted me to make the the logger exactly like some other logger they use, but just like one slight change. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. 
Because <laughs> it was a completely different program. Like, man, I really can't do that. Yeah, can you rebuild N3 JFP for me, please? Or can you rebuild? Yeah, yeah. No, it was, I think it was TLF or something. Oh. But he just did, he didn't like pressing one key combination to do something. It's like, oh, this would be really great if it was just like this. I'm like, yeah, it's really not going to be. <laughs> you just have to expose all the hotkeys for editing or whatever, right? It's like, uh, no. yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Well, there's just something about that. I mean, I think that's really what draws people to individual loggers. It's probably not even the interface so much as it is the the use of the keys. You know, the the shortcuts yeah. already being there. Um, yeah, they got a I muscle mean, memory going on, and they're used to you know, just, they don't even have to look at it. And they just you know type and go and log 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 log, but. They, they build up a, a intimate muscle memory knowledge of the program and you know yeah it's very it's hard like to get it. away from it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I recall like uh, like as uh, using N1MM. The reason why I kind of went to it is because I came from CT as my logger back in the '90s, uh, back in the you know using DOS and everything else for, for yeah, doing yeah. logging and stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, like the keys are exactly the same the way it works and everything else. And that's why I just kind of like went right into it. I'm like, oh, this is great. This thing works exactly the way I'm, I'm used to logging for contests. And um, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm not always. I wasn't always a QRP contester, so I used to have to do like you know runs that you know <laughs> you're doing you know 600 cues <laughs> per hour plus you know plus 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 i think uh at oh, w, yeah. when i when i did the portable event for uh the, the centennial event or whatever for w1aw i think i had a run of like a thousand cues per hour once so i was like okay. <laughs> on voice <laughs> i think it was 17 okay. meters on voice <laughs> so uh yeah um but yeah it takes you just logging and like i I'm a kind of guy I can't even I can't log with a person logging for me because it's like I can't work the radio without logging it yeah. by hand myself. It kind of just totally yeah. throws me off. So, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's just those those key bindings are so so critical to uh, to uh, you know the ergonomics of doing uh, radio sport for sure. Right, right. Well, I, if it works for them, great. <laughs> so. Uh, let's get into something a little bit, maybe more out of the box. So like, uh, I know a lot of people are doing SO2R where they're using two radios and a single operator. Uh-huh. Is this uh, a yeah. kind of set up to work that way? No, cause I only have one radio <laughs> <laughs> and I have no way to test this. If I could, sure I can make it and program it and it might work. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I can only, I can only write what I can test, you know? I mean, you could you could install two instances, right, or have instance running in two different places, sort of. Yeah, well, no, you'd have to change some things. But yeah, if you change the source code for the, if it worked on different um, UDP. um, Oh yeah, they'd have to stay away from each other. Yeah, 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 because you, yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, if if you called. No, that would work because it looks. It. it, I remember having um, something running in my shack, and then um, programming something in the house, and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. And then I figured out, oh, the the program's still running in the shack, and it's getting the UDP packets, and it's it's screwing everything up. So I put in there that uh, it looks for the state, the um, the call of the actual um, the um, the NetBIOS name of the PC. So it looks for the NetBIOS name of the PC, and that's you know if it's not from the same thing it it knows it's not it so it'll work yeah, it'll yeah. work <laughs> <laughs> sure oh I'll have to try that out sometime i i have a few radios here I could, uh, 
<laughs> I have a couple radios here. I could break it for you. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, let's bring Russ in here to see if uh, he has anything on what we've discussed so far. I'm sure he's a sleeper halfway through that bottle of Calumet. <laughs> I'm not drinking the Calumet, so... <clears throat> Uh-oh. He's under some swill, yeah. then. I, I am into some swill. I just did the Fighting Cock 103, so... That yeah. was not too bad. That's not too bad. It comes from Heaven Hill, as we discovered, so it's it's not a bad whiskey. Um, I've uh, not really picked out on any questions that I haven't heard an answer to already, except for with the other loggers that you've done, like Winter Field Day Logger and the regular Field Day Logger, and the fact that I think while they're they're contest specific, I think they're built in such a way that they could be used for other contests. And not one MM being another contest logger that already has uh, Winter Field Day and Field Day built into it. Do you see these uh, combined into a single project at some point, or are they going to remain separate? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I'd have to write a plugin for each thing. So probably yes. The short answer is probably yes. It, it's not going to happen before Field Day. <laughs> that's the you know. So basically. Because there's already a stable thing that does that, and then uh, I'd have to write a whole other thing for it, or not one of them. Uh, but I can see that happening because right now, if you look at my GitHub repo, there's a lot of stuff there. So it's it's a lot of stuff to maintain. So reducing that would be great. I could get rid of four other programs if I rolled that into not one of them. So I can see that happening. It's it's just one less thing to update. Right. So maybe I missed this in the whole discussion. I don't think I did, but the whole idea behind N1MM being so popular is that it's um, like it's usable by groups for simultaneous logging, I guess. And so that's all handled seamlessly in not one MM. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> so there's like, I, I, I was going to make it fit into their world, but then I was reading their docs and it, they didn't seem to like they would be friendly with that idea. So may just do it so it works with other not one mm instances, which is would be trivial to do um, because they 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 do frequent updates. I don't know if you've you've seen their, but they do frequent updates all the time. You you relaunch the thing every week. There's a new update. Like mine, uh, if you if you look at my my pip uh, or PyPI um, history of the program. There's probably like 50 pushes, 50 releases of it. And it's, it's all, I've only started it in February. So, um, keeping track of their stuff would probably not be feasible. So I would probably just make it work with other instances of itself. And that should be fairly trivial because the database stuff is already built in. Um, though it, I just have to make it listen to the packets. That's all, which is fairly trivial. Right. Well, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I've never really used uh, N1MM, so I don't. I don't know how. I'm, I'm going purely on what I remember of it being told from other third parties. But um, since since you use SQLite, I mean, it seems like it'd be a short jumping off point to just go straight to like MariaDB or something. No, 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 no. no. 
<laughs> no, synchronized, synchronized tables, yes, but not uh, definitely not not a, a standalone database. I mean, I can tell you from experience using N1MM in a multi-station environment, um, it's not. It doesn't work a hundred percent. Like in theory, it works, but it doesn't work a hundred percent. Like it, it will fail eventually. Yeah. certain yeah. stations will drop off because you know these and every computer has its own set of issues and yeah. uh in the end you will still have to combine all the logs by hand <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll just do it for your own sanity it's only uh yeah. you know it's only interesting for like uh let's say you have something listening to all the logs and then posting it on the website so uh, people can see what you're currently working and stuff like that yeah that's fine that's all the you know the whiz bang you know bells and whistles and stuff like that but yeah. like you know the essential stuff of that is the fact that you really want to have backup of the law of the logs kind of ongoing and i yeah. don't think it's it's quite stable enough for that capability at this point yeah. because you rely like, too much on the other computers and they're not really using at least as far as i can tell um something that actually uh um you know some sort of pre-built thing that uh handles that kind of online offline break apart synchronization thing because it never recovers on its own yeah. so you yeah. always have to kind of bring it back up you have to kill the instance and bring the instance back up um you know i'm thinking things like you know you know years ago we had like couch db and stuff like that that uh, would seamlessly disconnect and connect and resynchronize everything when it reconnects um uh, automatically and stuff like that and nowadays we have a lot more things that kind of do this uh you know uh, database you know because like most of your applications are separated from you know the internet sometimes because you have them on your phone <laughs> like yeah. they will lose state quite quickly <laughs> and they yeah, need yeah, to yeah. recover state and like uh desktop apps generally aren't developed that same way so yeah so it, it does suffer from the fact that it doesn't think it should care about that <laughs> yeah yeah but uh if I make it work like my like the field day loggers, the field day loggers I write, the uh, they they keep track of if the server has heard their response. Like like they'll send out a packet saying, "Hey, I contacted this person," and the 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 server will get it and send a response saying, "Okay, I have it, I logged it," and then it'll clear a dirty flag in the database so it knows that the server's got it. And if the server dies, you could like wipe the server out, start over with a completely fresh one, and then press one button on each logger, and it'll send their whole log to the the server again, so it can relog it, like on the fly. So it's the the field day one is fairly real resilient. So I figure I'd do the same thing with this. <laughs> it's tried and true. So you'd have multiple instances logging locally, and then synchronizing to a centralized location that it can pull from periodically to make sure that it's that everybody's in sync yeah there, there's like basically there's two copies of the contact at all times unless the server crashes or the client crashes the client crashes me i haven't i haven't written a, a thing to say hey give me all the contacts i did from the server that that's a feature so i'll add that um <laughs> i just thought of that that'd be good uh if the server crashes it's no big deal you just say send all contacts and then it'll it'll send everything to the server. Make sure the server got it, log everything, and then the, the server will generate a log. Does the do the clients like heartbeat with the server to make sure that there's yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like the client should be seconds. the client should be syncing to each other as well, right? Because uh, that's sort of how I think N1MM works. It doesn't really Yeah, that's how they do it. Everybody, everybody everybody gets, gets a copy in N1MM. I don't know if I like that. 
<laughs> because if if you make a contact and then you you make an update and the other guy doesn't get the update and then you got two conflicting things going on yeah that's why they get out of sync quite often so yeah it's yeah, definitely it's, not it's clean sure yeah true <laughs> I think they do have a like, synchronized button that they added at some point where if you, yeah. you know, did that, your client disconnected or whatever, you could resynchronize. But I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that does. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you can't tell. <laughs> black box, yeah. Yeah, so, total, total black yeah. box. <laughs> it'll, it'll work. I mean, it's, if it doesn't work, I'm sure somebody will tell me that I'll fix it. <laughs> Well, this is obviously a product that uh, you know is isn't isn't being is being built, so it's a it's beta, maybe even alpha in some cases, right? In some features, um, so yeah. this is yeah, it, uh, you know try at your own peril kind of thing, right? But I I kind of like the beta part because you know you, you could just say, "Oh, sorry, it's beta." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me know what's broke. I'll fix it. Still beta, but you know, hey. I don't know. That's, that's so, a really high release number you have. You're given this stuff here. I don't know what is it. Yeah, well, it's just a date because I release like oh. I, I, I commit so often. I see it now. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every few days, boom, 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 boom. So yeah, but I'll be retiring from work soon, so I'll have a lot more time to work on it. So. <laughs> well, that'll be, awesome. be better. Yeah, yeah it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I doubt great. I'll change the, the the numbering the versioning system. So it's just it it's it is what it is. It makes it feel like a very mature product when you have a you know, that's right version twenty three. <laughs> very grandiose. It's been around for years. Yeah, this is a solid product. It's still in beta though. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a Google product. You know, it took them you know, how many yeah. years to take beta off of Gmail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't killed it yet. <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting. Like, yeah, they kill everything. Just, just when you get used to using it and going, hey, this is a great product. Oh, we're sunsetting that. Oh, thanks. Don't get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else should we talk about with uh, not one mm before we make this, uh, you know, a ten-hour podcast? Uh, what have, what have, what have I not talked about that you want to kind of highlight as, uh, as an important uh, item or feature that uh, maybe is unique? Uh, well, there's really. I mean, it's a logger. What can be unique about? It? You know, it does what it does. Um, I'm really looking for people to submit uh, like uh, their ideas of what it needs and or, or a PR even. So, but mo- mostly feature requests or or actual. Hey, this broke. You know, there's nothing better than actual people using it and going, "Hey, this thing you didn't think of checking. You know, it worked three months ago, but you you forgot to check that it worked last week. It is now broken. So, <laughs> you know." It, that's always important. <clears throat> so the uh, uh, I did want to add one more thing. I guess here uh, the contests themselves. You support, yeah, uh-huh. obviously quite a lot of different contests. Um, yeah, and I was I, I was just kind of going through the plugins directory here and seeing the uh, seeing the the guts behind uh, doing the contest configurations. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I've ri- I've written the ones that I personally work again because I wrote it for me. So the the contests that are in there that it says it works, they work because I worked them and it it worked. And I submitted a Cabrillo at the end, but um, 
the the plugins is is code it's not like the yeah. like n1mm uses like something called udc or it's like a text file basically yeah, yeah it's like configuration okay. files that people can kind of yeah. write on their own and sort of yeah interpolates and tries to build the contest based upon that yeah right right but this the, my plugins are actual python code so i try to make it i wrote a um i'm probably still writing um like a, a behind the scenes kind of plugin thing, like an anatomy of a plugin. Mm-hmm. So you, if you needed to write one yourself, you could possibly do it, you know, or or do your best and then send me what you got and I'll fix it. You know, if, if you really want to work a specific contest that I don't cover. So that should probably be up. There's just, there's just so much going on in the back end that it's kind of hard, but I, I did my best in documenting, um, what you need to do to write a plugin so you can write your own plugin. Yeah. I mean, I've been just looking at just a random one here and it, it actually doesn't look, look too awful bad. <laughs> so. Right. Right. But, but that you, you, you write software, I'm assuming. So you would, yeah. <laughs> you, it, it looks normal to you. Other people who don't write software, it, they'd be going, what is this garbage? You know, and <laughs> Python's very specific about spacing and tabbing and everything, and they could end up just just having a horrible experience writing a plugin for it because they're not they're not used to it. So yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What so, it's almost is, like you need to create a you know abstract that out and you know kind of yeah. have that configuration file, have kind of like your yeah. score kind of built in, and then you know have it read the rules of the scoring and kind of lay out like this yeah. is how you would you know put. Yeah, like uh, how how would you? Uh, it's almost like you know handling macros for the F one keys and stuff like that. You kind of give yeah. macros for building, and then you interpret that, could, that. It gets really difficult. There's one contest I I wrote a plugin for. It's like, hey, if uh, if they're outside your continent and you're running this band at this power, they get this many points, and then this band, and then there's a whole table. Oh yeah. Of I mean. Are you going to write that in a text file? I'm, I'm assuming it's possible. I haven't figured out how to parse that in a text file, but I'm sure it's possible. It's just not fun. A huge case statement, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like this whole logic you can write it in thing. SQL. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you're open to pull requests. You're open to enhancement requests. Uh, you're using the yep. issue system, I'm assuming. I didn't even look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and there aren't any open issues, people. So get out there and make an issue. Really? For Christ, Jesus is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can't have this. This is a perfect product. It's got twenty three versions, right? You know, it's version twenty three dot. You know, whatever six dot three. <laughs> such yeah. a such a mature program. It doesn't even have a single bug. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just found one. It, I got an error when I was connecting to it via SSH. Tried to enter a call sign, and it got uh, some sort of dejupe no precheck uh, module or something. What are you doing? Well, here switching uh, into what <laughs> SSH into a UI? What are you talking about? No, no, no. no. I was I was uh, running the not one mm across an SSH tunnel because I'm not on oh. the machine. Oh, okay. So I'm not doing anything funky. <laughs> but um, doing it that way, it came up fine. I, I have the, the UI window. And let me see if I can get it to come back up again here real quick. Yep. Okay, so I've got the, the window up. And I type in a call sign here, um, N6GTE. <laughs> and it crashes. 
Object has no attribute Cabrillo name. Did you make a contest? Well, shouldn't it not bomb if I don't? <laughs> yes. How did you get well, you did you just close the window that said create a contest? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. I'll I'll change that. I'll I'll do a default. Fail <laughs> back to uh, oh you really meant to create a DX uh, you know default uh, contextual yeah. window yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> you, you the should... fun part about interacting with users is they uh, generally don't follow the workflow you think they're going to follow. So like uh, yeah, this is yeah this is exactly my point of what it needs is people to look at it and go oh you screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely document that like how to how to properly uh, you know document an issue to me like tell me the steps you took to reproduce this <laughs> yeah because if you put i i sh into it and it crashed i'm like what <laughs> yeah exactly. why would you do that <laughs> now what exactly did you hit how many times did you hit cancel before you put in that call sign right now <laughs> All right, let me try this this way. So, one Delta Missouri uh, return. Oh, see, it works. Uh, it works when you you know do it the way you expect it to be done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably needs a little more error handling to throw to something back to the user, right? Yeah, you know, so it doesn't well, totally drop out of the app when you crash, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just need to create the the part that creates the database when it's not there. I should have it create it and then fill it with one like the general logger thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or just throw something. So the database doesn't exist or something. Yeah. Why is there no, why is there no exit in the file dropdown? Exit in the file drop. Yeah. Usually in the file dropdown of an application, there's an exit, like get out of the application. You, you don't have, Oh, that. just close the damn window. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that, but come on. This is how people it's use all, things. <laughs> it's Alt F4. Come on. <laughs> Hard close it. The database yeah, isn't. I just keep it in with this application because that that uh, issue uh, thing over at GitHub is going to fill up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put a quit in there. Uh, that that can't be too hard. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. I'm just saying. I, when I you know yeah, when I see a file drop down or you know I sort of expect an exit. I don't. I don't expect people to ever not run it they always want to run it yeah it should be running, it always be running. <laughs> oh, so, yeah so you should make it so that there's no way to kill it that's <laughs> yeah. right you turn it up, you... it up every time you get close to the uh, x window it just like moves it moves the whole window that's too funny uh, all right, Russ. You got anything else? No, I don't. I, I don't dare even touch it anymore because I'm just you know afraid that the <laughs> the workload is just going to triple here if I even if I even work with this thing. So it'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> It'll be fixed tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another version twenty three dot six dot twelve. Right. Alpha. Yep. <laughs> yeah. it'll be out of beta in about six years <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> maybe yeah it's possible maybe we'll be at a version 24 by then yeah perma beta alpha yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> uh yeah i don't have anything else so well that's not very exciting so <laughs> well I this, this is the this is the point part part of the podcast where we we ask uh mike if he has anything else that he's working on that he'd like to share or anything that we have missed that we didn't talk about 
or anything else funny that we need to mention to uh, end at least this uh, this segment of the uh, the deep dive. Oh, there, I, I'm, I work on lots of stuff all the time, so you can look through my GitHub and pick things out you like and you don't like. And please be kind. Uh, I'm only one guy, you know, doing doing a lot of stuff. So uh, doing my best. So uh, yeah, uh, contribute if you would like, and that'd be great. So that's it. Awesome, and everybody can get to you via via that uh, the GitHub page. Obviously, you have all your contact deets on there. Yeah, yeah, email, Mastodon, GitHub messages, all that happy stuff. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us this evening on talking about not one mm. It's not N one M. It's not one mm. And uh, right. this has been <laughs> Mike talking with us, uh, K six GTE. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks yeah, very much. Fun to be here. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have you again when when you uh, come out of beta, right? So yeah, yeah. We'll do a big announcement. Twenty twenty thirty five or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, isn't there some uh, epic? date thing or another uh another oh, like, like a unix yeah unix roller date. thing like 2035 or something like that i think it's 2028 it's 2028 okay that's when epoch time rolls over yeah Sweet. something to look forward to <laughs> yeah something like Why, that it's close 2028 yeah <laughs> everybody needs to upgrade to 64 bit by then that way we won't have that problem so right well it should happen a long time ago but yeah okay yeah no kidding <laughs> Oh, we had several people keep counting from 1970. Yeah, we we had several people come by the booth saying, uh, "Do you have this for 32 bit?" <laughs> it's like, um, oh. might time to, you know, <laughs> move on already. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get the legacy hardware thing. I I do. I really do. But yeah, it's about time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Long ago. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate you being here. And um, uh, I'm going to see if I can break not one mm some more. <laughs> yeah, break it a lot. <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, with that, yeah, thanks again. And uh, we just have a couple of things here to close out the show. Uh, some announcements and feedback. I do have one bit of feedback. It's I've been working with a, uh, a ham named Brian. who has an IC7300 who's been having trouble getting it working with WSJTX. There's some sort of weird ham live integration problem. Uh, I've been in contact with them through Facebook, having a back and forth, and uh, haven't got it resolved yet because life here is hectic. But hopefully we'll uh, get back to that and try and get him working. He said something about uh, whenever he connects the rig, it just goes into PTT like immediately and doesn't come out. So I don't know. I, I've, I know people use the IC7300 with WSJTX all the time, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, start with a factory reset. That's my suggestion first, and that way you're back to where it should be. <laughs> and then uh, I think that you do have to change the CIV setting so it's uh, in a normal number. I don't know why they assigned it some weird CIV address um, out of the box. And I think that's the only two things that we touch when we set them up for the KTPSA. So, uh, but I would definitely recommend a reset first and just reset everything because that's what I do anytime something doesn't look right or doesn't act right. It's like I drop the SD card in and I reset everything the way I want it. So, well, that might be. I'll I'll put those out there as suggestions to have him uh, reset the device and to check the CIV address. So, because yeah, I think that's like a common issue people have with it. Especially if they have more than one ICOM rig laying around, the addressing becomes a problem. But yeah, there's something specific with the 7300 and the CIV address.
address, but it just comes to mind. You can probably just Google it, and it'll probably be the first hit. All right, very good. I will definitely put that in the thread with him, and hopefully that'll help him out a little bit. And that's really all I had. And then down into the new subscribers, supporters, and live participants. I'm just going to skip everything because there's only one uh, on Discord, Serial Coder. So thanks for joining on the social medias. There, there was nothing else in anywhere that I could find. So hopefully with a couple more episodes coming out, since there was kind of a lull there for about three weeks, um, now that we're, we're back, hopefully more folks will be jumping in and uh, participating in various ways. But other than that, we had our live show folks who, uh, thanks for showing up late because we are recording considerably later than usual, like even later than late normally is. Um, we had Tony K4XSS, Ted WA0EIR, Steve K7HPT, and I guess we can uh, mention Mike K6GTE because he's usually here in the, you know, in, the, in the chat room in the peanut gallery, and, and I guess he technically still is. So is that it? I believe that's everybody? it. I think, I, yeah, I think I got everybody. All right. Well, that means we are down to the end of the show. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We're glad you tuned in. Uh, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate all our patrons and subscribers and everybody who just downloads the show. It really helps us out. And uh, we wouldn't do this if it weren't for you all. So have a great week and hope you'll tune in for the next one. This has been episode number 507 of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX for the on assignment, Cheryl, W5MLO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.